Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I serve as a senior pastor right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And before we get into our study tonight, I just want to take this opportunity to extend a personal invitation for you to join us right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. We'd love to see your face in this place. Why don't you bring a family member or friend? And we would love, once again, to see you in this place. You can go ahead and get to know us by visiting our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And there you can get to know us. And uh, we want you, after you get to know us there, follow or friend us as you go to the bottom of the page on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and become our friend or follow us there. We'd love for you to be a part of this Cyber Church family as well. But ultimately, we want to see you in this place at 11 a.m. this coming Sunday. Once again, you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. It's a time uh, from 6 p.m. to 6.40 or as the Holy Spirit leads and guides. We're going to have over my show there an opening prayer, announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you once again that we have an opportunity to get together around and in your word, Father. And even as I think of that, I think about how holy your word is, and how holy you are. And I want to come right now asking you to forgive us of our sins, wash us and cleanse us that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship with you that we may be able today to hear a word from the Lord. We thank you, Father. We commit ourselves, our minds, our hearts, our souls unto thee. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. A few announcements uh, before we get into the study. Uh, as you know, Bethlehem, and we invite saints of God as well to fast and pray with us this coming Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And many of us, especially here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, are carrying heavy weights and heavy loads and got some bad news. Uh, Jesus said this kind comes out by, but by, by prayer and fasting. We want you to join us as we fast and pray for your burdens, as we fast and pray for your healing, as we fast and pray for God's provision uh, for you and your family. So this Friday, Bethlehem, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., we'll be fasting and praying and seeking for God to move in mighty and awesome ways because we believe we serve a God who is able. 
in Jesus' name. So this Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., we will be fasting and praying. And once again, Saints of God, we invite you to fast and pray with us. And also remember to fast and pray for our church as well. Uh, so I want to thank you in advance for taking prayer and fasting seriously in Jesus' name. And while you're fasting and praying, I want you to go ahead and fast and pray for my 16th, uh, uh, myself and Sister Eton's 16th uh, Passion Wife's anniversary service. It's coming up on the 1st Sunday in May, and we are excited. We're excited uh, for our 11 a.m. service. Uh, Minister Chad Gray is going to preach, and we have Son of Bethlehem, uh, Pastor Michael Ford, who's going to come and share with us at the 3 o'clock service, and we're going to start feeding at 1.30 so I want you to come and be a part of what God is doing and help me to celebrate 16 years. I always meddle other pastors and say that uh, a pastor years is like dog years. I think, I forgot what 16 years was. I think it's like 80 years in dog years. So, uh, but we're just happy and elated to celebrate 16 years here at Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want you to fast and pray because these Sundays are more than about us. It's about how God comes down and meet us where we are in Jesus' name. So we're excited about that. Uh, Bethlehem and Saints of God. So make plans to be at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're continuing a series that I've entitled... Uh, uh, what to do when your life has been utterly devastating. What to do when your life has been utterly devastating. We've been standing on John chapter 16, verse 3 in uh, this series. And uh, John tells us that we need to, uh, that, that these things I have spoken unto you, that ye might have peace. In this world, ye shall have tribulation. And we've been trying to encourage the saints of God that are going through tribulation right now. Uh, but Jesus said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He sent me today to let you know and to remind you that whatever you're going through right now, Jesus says that he has overcome the world. Now, as Christians, we're going to have problems. We're going to have tribulation. Um, and that's why this series is, is really trying to, to prepare you for times such as these. Um, but uh, John says to be of good cheer that we have overcome the world. And what I want you to know that this month, we, we're going to learn from Jesus and the disciples what to do when your life has been utterly devastated. I told you that Jesus' disciples were utterly devastated when Jesus died. They were utterly devastated. Can you imagine walking with Jesus, talking with Jesus, seeing all those great miracles? He called Lazarus from the dead. He told lepers to go and be healed. Um, he, he did that miracle math 
for he fed the 5,000 men, which could have easily been 20,000, counting their wives and their children. And can you imagine that Jesus dies and their life was just utterly devastated? You see in the Bible, in the text, they were just utter, utterly devastated. They were scattered because of the circumstances. What I'm trying to tell you in this series, Bethlehem, Saints of God, is that Jesus told them exactly what was going to happen, but they were not listening. And I've been telling you that it's important to not just hear the word, but to listen and to obey the word. They heard what he said, but they didn't obey what he said. And that's a big difference in our lives, especially when we go through troubled times. This series, I'm, I'm telling you, when you're going through, you need to keep the Lord. It's a back said. Back to chapter three, he just couldn't understand that, he, that, that the people of God would be devastated, utterly devastated, but he had to yet trust in the Lord. Somebody's listening. God says, yet trust in me. You've got bad news, but yet trust in me. You have to do what these women did under this uh, keep loving. They weren't in the, the grave for the right reason, or at the tomb for the right reason, but it was their love that drove them there, whereas the men were scattered. And I've been telling you to keep learning. And last Sunday, I told you to keep listening. God is preparing you to go through your season of tribulations and trials, but you've got to keep listening to what he says, keep listening to the word. See, the devil wants to take you and divide you from the word, divide you from your relationship with God through the circumstances of the trials and tribulations that you're going through. But you've got to keep listening in Jesus' name. And also, you got to keep looking. We're going to look at that tonight. If God tells you something is going to happen, keep looking for it. Uh, and then after that, this coming Sunday, we're going to say, keep living for the Lord. Keep lurking on his word. Keep learning from his word. Don't give up your relationship with God when you go through trials and tribulations. Many people allow these trials and tribulations to separate them from the love of God or feeling loved by God. And I'm here to tell you, as we kind of said on Sunday, Jesus, at his moment of death and crucifixion, we're going to look at that a little bit more tonight, that he was right smack dab in the will of God. He was born for that trial, born for that tribulation. I want you to know right now, you were born for this. Woo! That you can give God more glory and trial sometimes than in the good times. Hello, somebody. It's easy to serve God in good times. But what if he wants to be glorified in the bad times of your life? Tonight, we're going to be talking about keep looking, keep looking. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 20, verse 18 and 19. And it says, in your hearing tonight, it says, and we, Jesus telling them again, we are going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. 
they will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. But Jesus said, and this is an exclamation mark, on the third day, he will rise to life. On the third day, he will rise to life. Read to you Matthew chapter uh, 20, verse 18 and 19 in your hearings. And tonight, again, we're going to tell you, challenge, keep looking. If Jesus tells you something is coming, you have to keep looking. And we're going to look at three points tonight uh, in the text. We're going to go talk about going up to Jerusalem. We're going to talk about going up to jeopardy and going up to justification, going up to Jerusalem, going up to jeopardy, going up to justification. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians must endure trials at times in life to glorify God. Christians must endure trials at times in life to glorify God. Right now, we're going to look at this brief video, and then we'll get into the Word. James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The scripture says, when, not if, you face trials. So you have to remember that trials will happen. Let's not act brand new, okay? If you're wondering where God is, you just proved your expectations are flawed. God is there. There's various kinds of trials, right? It says when you experience all kinds, many kinds, not one or two. And there's different types and sometimes they happen at the same time. But trials produce a steadfastness, a maturity. So we can't even have maturity without trials. So if we whine and complain and we quit, guess what? We won't mature. When relationships get hard and we quit, when church gets hard and we quit, when jobs or circumstances get hard and we quit, we won't mature. See, we won't have steadfastness if we have no maturity. You can't grow muscles without the gym. If you want to be like Jesus, then trust me, you want trials. They're a test, and tests are hard, but encouraging, especially if you pass. See, if you fail, of course you hate it. But if you pass, there's a thrill that you get to enjoy. We all love the idea of being prepared and getting better and getting skilled at something. And sometimes that takes long, it takes longer for some than others. But as long as you stand firm, you'll pass. Are we enduring the test? Are we enduring a trial? It's okay, because at the end of the day, God is working on our steadfastness and our maturity. Keep going. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. 
Jesus was talking about what was going to happen on this great day. And here's a map of Jerusalem, and it, and it tells you every step that happened and what Jesus said would happen. And right here, if you can see on the screen, this is Upper Jerusalem, and the Upper Room was thought to be down here in Upper Jerusalem. It's called the Upper Room. This is where they started out. We celebrate the Lord's of the Last Supper. Sometimes we call it the Lord's Supper. And after they had the Supper, they made their way over to this Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus would pray. And he prayed a heavy burden kind of prayer because he was about to be and do everything he was telling his disciples he was going to be and do. He told them everything about what would happen. And, uh, and he wanted them to pray. Pray with him. Can you not pray for an hour in this uh, garden on this last night of prayer for Jesus and the disciples? That's one of the reasons why they couldn't listen, because they couldn't pray. In order to hear or listen and to look for God, you must be a person of prayer. And Jesus was, was, was doing everything I told you to do in trial sometimes. He, he, he was looking for this to happen. And he was there in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was praying for what was about to happen. And right here it shows Jesus being uh, sold by Judas. Right here. And there's numbers on the map. You can look at this a little later. We see that he would go from here, and we know he went on trial. He that uh, uh, faithful time he was he had to go before Herod and he had to go before Pilate, and ultimately uh, Herod. That's is when they said crucify him, and uh, after he uh, was thought and said to be crucified. Up here at 17, you see where he's carrying his cross on the way to this place, this hill called Golgotha, the skull. And this is where he would die. And he was trying to prepare, prepare his disciples for this fateful night, but they weren't listening and they weren't looking for things to happen that Jesus said would happen. And if you're going to live, especially in our day and time, you've got to keep listening to God and you've definitely got to keep looking for what God says was going to come true. And this is what Jesus said again, going up to Jerusalem. We are going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be delivered over into the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and they will condemn him to death. And remember, Jerusalem, and one of the things that I try to show you on the maps is that uh, this is a hilly place. They're going up to Jerusalem, and this is pointed back towards Bethany. And back over here is the uh, is Jericho where the people from uh, uh, Galilee would normally cross over and come down by the Jordan all the way down to Jericho and cross back over and go up 
to Jerusalem. And I told you it's about a, 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 a thousand mile, a thousand feet climb from, I mean, 4,000 feet, about 4,000 feet climb up towards Jerusalem from uh, Jericho to, uh, to Jerusalem. So Jesus had to tell them that they were going to go up. They were going up. And I couldn't help but to think uh, sometimes uh, we like to go up. And many times we think when we go up that being up means that it's going to be a time of prosperity. Being up means it's going to be a time of, of, of great wealth. Going up, Jesus was going up. Oh, but he was going up to the ultimate test of his lifetime. He was going up to Jerusalem. And many, some people are looking now and you're going up. You think you're going down, but you're going up. Let me say that again. Because when you're put on trial for the Lord, when your faith is tested for the Lord, that means you're going up and not down. Some of you feel down because of the circumstance, because of the trials, because of the tribulation, but you're really going up, even as we said on this last Sunday about being delivered to some things. We like to be delivered from, but God is delivering you to, and Jesus was be being delivered to this ultimate test. This ultimate, he was born to die. And usually when they were going up to Jerusalem, it was about festivals or feasts and and, and, and all kinds of celebrations, but sometimes you go up to the trial, you go up to the tribulation, you go up and God is sending you up. Hello, somebody. God has put you in this place and in this time, though you didn't plan for it, though you didn't uh, uh, want to have anything to do with it. Ask Brother Job what happened when he had to go up to his trial. And he had to go up because he was glorifying God. God said to Job, have you considered my servant Job? He, he had to go up. He was going up. We think that we're going down many times when we're in trials and tribulations. But uh, if God wants his glory from your life, there's no better way to be up than to glorify God. Woo, that's deep. That's deep, isn't it? Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, going up to Jerusalem. Matthew 16 to 21 says, from that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief, uh, the chief uh, priest, the scribes, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Jesus began to show, it says he showed, he not just told them, he began to show his disciples, and he's trying to show you something right now. But are you teachable? You know, E.K. Bailey used to say, find, this is before the time of political correctness, find someone who's fat. Find someone who's faithful, available, and teachable. There are a lot of folk that are faithful. There are a lot of folk uh, that are available, but very few folk are teachable. 
You see, the disciples were faithful and they were available, but they were not teachable because they were not listening. And that's what happened in the church. You got you get a lot of folk who can be faithful and available, but being teachable is key to your destiny. The disciples were faithful. They were available, but they weren't teachable. And, and Jesus began to show them. I showed you on Sunday all the times he was telling them. Right here, I'm showing you. He said he showed his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. He showed them. He told them. He tried to prepare them for this season of their life, but they were not listening. They were not looking. If Jesus showed them, they should have been looking. And that's how trials take us by, uh, by surprise. Jesus said, in this world, we're going to have tribulation. And, and, and we're overtaken by the trials because we're not listening. Jesus told us that it is appointed once for man to die. Jesus told us that whenever there's a death, we're always surprised. We're always shocked. We're, we're, we're never prepared. Jesus told us that's precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of a saint. I preached my mother's funeral and the message was entitled, Amen which means so be it, I had to say amen to my mother's death because God says it's precious. My mother was a saint. Uh, I wouldn't be here today had I not had her example of true Christianity in the midst of dark times. She was a, a, a saint, a committed Christian when her husband was a, a raging alcoholic, when, when her daughter was hooked on drugs, when when her son was faithful and available, but he was not teachable. She was faithful and she lived out her testimony. And, and as a result of that, I caught on at a very young age because God would use her in the midst of this dark time. I could see clearly the hand and the work of God in the midst of darkness, that was, was the testimony that got me to live and, and to be who I am today. You're going through a dark time. It's for you to be like that diamond that sat on the backdrop of that darkness. They, they always may show you a diamond. They want to sell it. They'll put a, a, a dark, like suede material down and they'll put that diamond on that uh, suede and you'll see how that diamond catches the light. God says today, I put the suede down and I've laid you there that you might glorify me, that you may shine the light in the midst of the darkness. And when dark time comes, we must be ready. We must be looking for it. Hello, somebody. Because Jesus has shown us, he said, in this world, we're going to have tribulation. Christian folk want heaven to be on this world, and heaven will never be on this world. Hello, somebody. Jesus has to come back again. And the Bible says it's going to be a whole new heaven and a whole new earth. In Jesus' name. Sometimes, Christians, we got to go up to Jerusalem. We got to go up to those trials. We got to go up to those tribulations. Are you ready? Are you looking for it? In Jesus' name. Now, not, not only uh, you need to keep looking, keep looking. Uh, 
Uh, you have to go up uh, to Jerusalem, and then you got to go up to Jeopardy. Wow! This is something you'll never hear on Prosperity Preaching TV or radio. In this life, Jesus said, we're going to have trials. And he had to go up to Jerusalem, which usually meant a festival, but he was going to be the sacrifice, the Lamb of God going up, and this was the ultimate purpose for his life. What if I told you that this is the ultimate purpose for your life, to go up to Jeff? If somebody's listening at the sound of my voice, and your life is in jeopardy. Hello, somebody. Your life is in jeopardy. And what if I told you God put you there for that jeopardy? Woo! I wrote a book and I encourage you if you're listening and you're going through a dark time entitled Hang In There. And Hang In There is just my testimony about when I had, oh, a blood clot. And anybody know anything about a blood clot? A blood clot could, it can take your life, especially if it hit, makes it to the lungs and it makes it up into the heart. Well, I had a blood clot from uh, the, from my ankle to my knee. And, and, and when people saw the report, the whole doctor, the whole hospital was coming down to see this thing, they were looking to see that I was deformed. They were they was looking, you can almost see them as they as they would uncover my leg. They was looking for something tragic, something that they ain't never seen before. And my leg was almost normal when they ran the test. Uh, the blood clot did make it to my lungs. The blood clot did uh, make it, I believe, to my heart as well. I should have been dead. I, God had me go up to jeopardy so that I could write that testimony, hang in there and let the world know about the darkest time in my life when and for the first time in my life, I had a testimony about how I should have been dead. Hello, somebody. I want to encourage you to know that God has the power to deliver you from jeopardy. Hello, somebody. Or deliver you to jeopardy, to go through jeopardy, and to bring you out on the other side. Hello, somebody. They were to go up to Jerusalem for jeopardy. They were going to be delivered over. Hello, somebody. We don't like to hear being delivered over. We want to be delivered from. They, he said, the son of man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and they will condemn him to death. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. You've been condemned to death by the doctors and what they saw on the test. But I'm here to tell you tonight, oh, that the doctors don't have the final say. The tests don't have the final say. I should have been dead. I should have been deformed. There's a lot of folk that have dealt with uh, blood clots. And also Serena Williams had a bad blood clot. It almost ended her career. For me, I was in the hospital for five days and I walked out of there. Woo! I didn't have to have an operation. Woo! The Lord was on my side. I had to learn to walk again. You know how long it took me to learn to walk again? Probably about an hour. Hello, somebody. God 
I'm a great testimony about what God can do. I was delivered to Jeopardy so I could tell the story. And, and the Lord know I'm a big man. I'm going to tell it all. I be telling other folk glory stories. <laughs> and sometimes I try to get permission, but I'd be so happy to see what God has done that I'll even tell your story about his glory. Hello, somebody. That's what we were born to do. And sometimes we will be delivered up to jeopardy. If the Lord would have asked me if I wanted a blood clot, no, I want no blood Lord, Don't you know what them things can do? And God had to show me what he can do. Hello, somebody. So sometimes we're delivered up. And maybe that's why James said, and we, we touched on this Sunday, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Consider it pure joy. Now, that's deep. That's deep. But it was Nehemiah that said that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Don't you know joy is a strength? Don't you know when you have a, a positive attitude, that's a strength that even when you're faced, if you believe, and, and, and we always talk about that in secular terms, but this is uh, uh, the biblical term. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you have your mind stayed on Jesus, it don't matter what you're going through. You still have a smile on your face. There's some folks, even in Bethlehem, that are going through hell right now. But if you look at them and on their face, they still have the joy of the Lord and you wouldn't know what they're going through. And, and, and sometimes I, I can be feeling like I'm dying, but because the joy of the Lord is my strength, I continue to persevere. And that's what we have to do as Christians in the midst of our hard times, midst of the trials, midst of tribulation, we've got to continue to persevere and that joy is the best medicine to enable you to persevere under trials. Woo! Let me say it again. There ain't nothing like joy that can enable you to persevere while your faith is being tested. Somebody right now, your faith is being tested. But God wants us to produce perseverance. But some of you may be tempted to give up. And song says, I almost let go. God is saying for you to hold on in the midst of your trials. Hold on in the midst of your tribulation. Um, let your faith, hello, some of your faith in God. That's what Paul, uh, Joe said. He said, I know my Redeemer lives and I shall see him in the land of the living. I'm not going to have to just see him in the by and by. Hello, some of you heard the bad news and you've already planning your funeral. But God says you can see him in now, in Jesus' name. And I, I don't have the right to pronounce life or death, but I do know God has the power over life and death. And sometimes we think we're dead, but God is saying, hey, let your faith produce perseverance, which means to not give up in this time, to not give up. In this season, you're going through, many people in Bethlehem are going through right now. Oh, but God says, oh, to allow your faith to produce perseverance, don't give up 
in Jesus' name. Woo! Don't give up in Jesus' name. Hang in there in Jesus' name. I have to go up to Jerusalem. I have to go up to Jeopardy. And lastly, Bethlehem, least I keep us too long tonight as we're looking at a message. Keep looking. Jesus is telling you what's going to happen in this world, what's going to happen in the end time. Keep looking and be prepared because Jesus is going up for justification, for justification. For it says on the third day, he will rise to life. On the third day, he will rise to life. And that's where we get this gospel story. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he gave it for our justification, not his, for our justification. That if we believe that he is God's only son, that he is God's only way, we become justified because we believe that he died and he rose again on the third day and got up with all power in his hands. Jesus was going up for us, for our salvation in Jesus' name. And that's why he puts us through trials, by the way. It's not just for us. It's for others to see that our God is real. For others to want what we have, for others to see, like I saw in the life of my mother in a very dark time of my raising up. I was like, say, people think I'm a Theo from the Cosby show, but, but I'm more like Eddie from the Monsters. The Monsters, what's that name of that show? The Monsters, <laughs> my family <laughs> at that time because of alcoholism and drugs that was running rampant. And, ah, but her light in the midst of that darkness spoke to me and your light in the midst of this darkness will speak to others so much so that they want what you have. They want the Jesus in you. In Jesus' name. So that the proving character of your faith, talk about the faith, you're going to make it through. You need that faith. You have to believe that God is who he says he is. You got to believe that the same God that delivered you yesterday, last week, two years, four years ago, is the same God that can do it today if it's his will. In Jesus' name, it's that faith. And faith is more precious than gold, which perishes even through, even though refined by the fire, may result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. These trials should result in the praise and the glory and the honor of God. Because like that, football player that's a Christian, when he scores, he has a sincere heart, some will bow down to their knees, others will point to the heavens. And like I said, I think I remember one time that TJ was playing in the game, and even before the ball was kicked, he was pointing to the heavens. Hello, somebody. Somebody right now, 
Oh, even before you get through the trials, you better point up to the heavens right now and say, hey, I got the victory and I'm going to glorify God right here and right now at the beginning, not just at the end, but at the beginning of it all and through it all in Jesus name. Can you point to the heavens? Bethlehem and said, I've got the victory in these trials. I've, I've got the victory in these tribulations. Now, yes, I'm going through. Yes, my family is going through. Yes, my husband, my wife, my, my children are going through, but I'm pointing to the heavens and saying, Lord, you got this because I'm going to glorify you in Jesus' name. May my life result in the praise, the glory, and the honor of God in Jesus' name. Bethlehem, I'm running out of time. I'm out of time. I want to take this opportunity. I've already alluded to it because uh, somebody's searching for God. Somebody's looking for God. And somehow you came across this broadcast, radio, television, uh, on multimedia, However you come across this time, you're looking for God. You've been looking for God. Um, and you were sent across my path today uh, to, to, to clarify what needs to be done for you to enter into a personal relationship with God. And I've already said it before. John 3, 16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And, and, and his son was the one going up to Jerusalem. His son was the one being put in jeopardy. His son was the one uh, that, that would justify our lives because he died for our sins as a sacrifice. As the sacrificial lamb, he died, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day so that today you might give your life to Jesus Christ because you're looking. You've been looking. And right now you have found God and all you have to do is to pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you're the truth, the life, and the way, the only way to God. I believe that you died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Save me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, you've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Let me say it again. If you are anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, you've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Earlier, I invited you to church. If you didn't have a church on right now, if you prayed that prayer, I'm telling you to come home. Come on home this Sunday at 11 a.m. service. Your lights start at Sunday school. Sunday school starts at 10. We'd love to see you there. Get to know you a bit. Uh, we're at 311 North Dunbar, right in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 311 North Dunbar. After I finish preaching on Sunday, I want you to come down. I want you to let me know that you pray to accept Jesus Christ while listening to our Zoom Bible study. And we'll accept you into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. 
Now, if you're anywhere else in the world or in our nation, you must find a church home. Now, when you pray to accept Jesus Christ, he put his spirit on the inside of you that will lead and guide you uh, to a church home. You may be uh, in a war-torn world where Christianity is not accepted. Then he may lead you to start something underground, but you need to be in fellowship with other believers so that you can grow up in the things of God. Once again, Bethlehem and Saints God, I want to thank you for joining us for our Wednesday Bible study. It's been a, a privilege to share with you tonight, and I pray that you will be encouraged. Bethlehem, we're going through a hard time, many of us, but God is in control. And I want you to keep your faith, and I want you to move on in the things of God. So let me say this prayer of benediction. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name, Father. And we come right now, Lord, just asking you, Father, to encourage our hearts, minds, and souls, those of us who are going through turbulent times. Put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. The people God said, amen and praise the Lord. Bethlehem, you are dismissed in Jesus' name.